Hey everyone, welcome to this mini podcast project series where we are going to go down the rabbit hole of ballet and the ballet wallets. For those who don't know, Ballet, which started in 2019, is a U.S. company behind the world's first multi-currency, non-electronic, physical crypto wallet. My name is Eric, and I am part of the marketing team here at Ballet, and I'll be chatting with Ballet's founder and CEO, Bobby Lee, in all things Ballet. From how it all started, to the inspiration behind it, from design to inception, what makes it secure and different from hardware wallets, and what the future looks like for Ballet and crypto wallets in general. We're excited to bring this story to you all, so sit back and enjoy the conversation we have with Bobby Lee. So in this first part of the podcast series, before stepping into ballet itself, we're going to go back deeper, farther back into the history and background of BTCC Mint. Uh, first and foremost, Bobby, welcome. Yes, thank you. Excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, we're excited to have you and we're excited to get into, you know, the whole rabbit hole, deep into the rabbit hole of ballet. Um, but first, before we get started, I know you just got back from the U.S., uh, from your U.S. trip, and you were down in Miami. How was it down there, and how was the crowd like um, being there as a representative for ballet? It was great. Uh, the Miami Bitcoin Conference, uh, Bitcoin 2021, it was in early June 2021. Uh, so I, uh, it was good to be there. It was probably one of the largest Bitcoin conferences ever. And it certainly was, uh, you know, it's been at least a year and a half, feels like, uh, since the last major conference I attended in the U.S. since before the pandemic started. So it's good to see everyone out and about. And literally everyone is out and about, you know, no masks. So that part was kind of scary. Mm. Uh, felt like the whole, uh, felt like there was no COVID at all. But certainly there was some COVID risks. Mm. Uh, but I was vaccinated and I hope that many people were vaccinated as well. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. It's um, yeah. I know it's obviously COVID has kind of ravaged the world in the past year and a half. So I'm pretty sure everyone was just excited to get back together, especially for Bitcoiners. You know, once they're all together, it's almost like a uh, crazy mob together, um, metaphorically speaking. Um, so your team, the ballet team, was there with a booth. How was that like being there this year promoting the ballet wallets versus when ballet first started back in 2019? Did you see any kind of differences amongst people's reactions when you introduced them to the ballet wallet? Yeah, the so we we launched our product in late 2019, and at that time it was the very first time anyone has seen it. So we we, we actually have a revolutionary approach to a cold wallet. Uh, device, I guess. Um, whereas this time around, many people have already heard of the brand, understand the product, but at the same time, we still met a lot of new people. So it's good to really introduce our product to the new users. Uh, I think we had a, it was really good at the conference. We had a booth there and we had, you know, a lot of foot traffic. We had a huge amount of foot traffic, even compared to our neighboring booths. Uh, in fact, one booth to our, to our right side was actually, uh, to the left side was actually another hardware wallet maker. Mm. So we, we uh, it was clear from the traffic, it was clear from the customer's uh, interest that our product was much easier to use, much easier to understand. And uh, yeah, I was, ha I was really happy with how we performed at the conference. Yeah, I think for most people, when I think of a, a Bitcoin wallet or a crypto wallet, you know, most of them probably use an exchange or something online. So physical, 
and hardware wallets are maybe something of you know very novel for some people and with the ballet wallets obviously it's very different from any other wallet out there and very unique and which is something that we're going to get down to later on in the podcast series but of course you know it's always great to step back and look back as to how the ballet wallet transpired what was the inspiration behind it um which was you know you can kind of point to your earlier um uh, venture with btcc mint but even before that i want to ask you a question because i've heard this story before and it um i i think it was mentioned in your book the promise of bitcoin but there was a story of how you got into bitcoin originally um and one of the um, sequences that started back in i guess 2011 was that your brother charlie gifted you bitcoin by handing you one of the original or one of the earlier physical bitcoin uh ventures and a cassatius coin tell me more about that yeah that was um <clears throat> so i got into bitcoin in 2011 in the spring of 2011 started mining it uh and of course my brother charlie introduced me to bitcoin that year early that year it uh and then later, I think it was either six months or a year later for Christmas gift, he gave me a physical Bitcoin, uh, a cassatious coin. It's a coin. It's a physical coin, pure silver, made, uh, made of pure silver, and it contained 10 BTC, 10 Bitcoins. At the time, it was only, the value was only like $60, I remember. It was like a $60 Christmas gift. Very nicely packaged. Uh, and today, of course, 10 Bitcoins over... You know, two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars, right? So it's an amazing return on investment in that sense. Uh, if for those of you who don't know, Casatius is a brand of physical bitcoins that started in two thousand twelve, uh, made by a person named Michael Caldwell. Michael Caldwell, he was the inventor, the maker of that Casatius coin. Uh, they come in different denomination amounts. The the ten BTC was one of the larger ones. Uh, there's even larger ones out there, I think. Uh, and then there, and then some were one Bitcoin, some were half a Bitcoin, you know, made of brass tokens. And they're physical coins with, with essentially how do they contain the Bitcoin is they contain the actual private key of a Bitcoin account. So people know, should know that Bitcoins don't exist in raw form. They, they exist sort of on Bitcoin accounts in the blockchain. Think of that as a public, public blockchain. Think of it as a, in the cloud on the public internet, a ledger, right? A global ledger. So Bitcoins don't exist on the, on, by themselves. They exist in accounts. And accounts are, are tied to private keys. Um, that's the cryptography behind the Bitcoin system. And the private key is what's sort of inscribed and hidden uh, on this physical brass token, or in, this, in my case, a silver coin. So there's a sticker, you peel it back and you see the private key. And by seeing and knowing the private key, you can then have access to the Bitcoin and move it and, and you know, sell it or send it to someone else and so on and so forth. So that was the physical Bitcoin that I got as, a, as, a, as an early Christmas gift. I believe it was um, 2012. Yeah. Okay. And, and do you still have that coin? I do. I do. I have it. I have it locked up somewhere safe. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, well, I mean, I, I, think, I think for most people, one, it's kind of hard to imagine that you would still have it after all the different bull runs that we've had, all the different bear markets, you know, obviously it's human nature to 
sell at the top and buy at the bottom, right? Or, 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 or uh. actually the opposite, sell at the bottom and then buy at the top. So it's, it's amazing how you were able to just um, weather through that and just hold that Bitcoin or the, that actual Cassatius coin, which is yeah. 10 Bitcoins throughout the past, what, 10, 11 years. Yeah, well, that, that's the other thing about physical objects is that um, I think you're right that there's people would like to sell at the top and buy at the bottom, but uh, we can talk about trading later. But people, it's hard for people to realize when the market is at the top or when the market is at the bottom. You only know that in hindsight after the fact. So what ends up happening in real life is a lot of people buy at the top because they get all excited, FOMO, right, fear of missing out rallies, and then they actually sell at the bottom because that's when they panic. When the prices go down, they sell at the bottom. So that's the uh, that's the ugly truth for for Bitcoin for casual users. I talk about it in my book, The Promise of Bitcoin. Uh, but the good thing about the physical Cassatius coin is that because it's a physical coin, it takes some effort to go retrieve it and uh, and peel the sticker and send it to an exchange. Most people who have those investments don't make the mistake of selling it at the bottom, right? They they if they do sell it, they they plan for it. And uh, so it's in, in some ways, uh, myself and many people who have invested in Cassatius physical Bitcoins is that the, the, the nature of the coin being physical has helped them hodl, has helped them hold on to their coin uh, for a longer time, in which case now they, they have made a much bigger return on their investment. So that's helped myself and helped a lot of other people. If, if you don't mind me asking, but... Do you have that actual Cassatius coin somewhere in a safe deposit box in a bank or actually in your possession at home? It's it's with me somewhere. I won't I won't go into details okay. where it is. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, more on that just to uh, uh stay on that topic, when you were actually given and gifted that Cassatius coin, was it at that moment that inspired you to continue the idea and notion of, you know, taking the digital into the physical with Bitcoin or, you know, was it at that moment where the epiphany of that started, you know, your ideas for BTCC Mint and then subsequently ballet? Um, Not exactly. So when I got that gift, I I believe it was Christmas season of 2012, I believe. I forgot if it was plus or minus one year after before after that. Um, It it, it wasn't a time. So Bitcoin Obviously, 2011 was, was an important year. That's when I got into it that summer, started mining it. And then to be very honest with you, I think a year later, I just wasn't paying much attention to it. In the summer of 2012, I was busy uh, with my full-time job at Walmart. And it was, only, it was only after I left Walmart at the end of 2012 that I started going back and paying attention to Bitcoin again. And at that time, um, so so I think that's that's when I got the coin, if I remember correctly. Uh, and then I, I realized, hey, you know, I want I was looking for uh, the next step of my career, and I I obviously have been been uh, intrigued by Bitcoin, you know, throughout that year and a half history. Uh, that's when I decided to go full time into Bitcoin and create uh, BTC China. So I started that with my two co-founders. Uh, I became the CEO and um, off to the races. That, w- that was very exciting for me to be able to do a startup, to launch a startup as co-founder, as a CEO. It's been my, one of my lifetime goals 
to 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 run a company, uh, and in this case, to build a company, right? So to build a company first, and to do it in an area, in a sector, in a in a field that I was really interested in, right? It was technology mixed with finance, uh, internet. Um, and I was doing it in China at the time. It was China was up and coming. So all of that combined, it was just very exciting times. Early 2013. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, the, I think the whole story of BTCC, BTCC China is well versed uh, throughout Asia and throughout the Bitcoin community. Um, after starting BTC China, uh, you then came up with you know other products for the company such as the mining pools uh the wallet even um and then subsequently btcc mint which is uh for the most part you know more or less a similar product to cassatius coins what made the btcc mint different from the cassatius coins yeah so so let me just go back that's a great question let me go back a little bit for the history so btc china started as an exchange in China, it was the very first Bitcoin exchange. Uh, that was that was actually started as a website by my co-founders in 2011. I joined in 13, in early 13, 2013. Uh, that's when um, Bitcoin had a mini peak of, you know, went past $20, it's all time high at that point, and eventually stopped at $265 in April of 2013. So in any case, um, the exchange side was, was very fascinating and then that was our first sort of pro service as BTC China. <clears throat> Later in um, 2014, I'm trying to remember my times. Yeah, we launched a a uh, a hosted wallet called Picasso. So Picasso was our first non-exchange product. It was a hosted wallet allowing people to store Bitcoin, send and receive. You know, is hosted at the time. There weren't a lot of regulation, so there weren't any licenses required you know to have a custodial wallet and all that so that was 2014 and then in late 2014 we uh we launched a mining pool uh that was uh btcc pool at the time we didn't um i'm trying to get my timing right uh okay so so i think i, I think in late 2014 we started the mining pool effort and we, we didn't publicly we'll go with it into 2015 and in 2015, we rebranded the company as BTCC. So BTC China was a China-focused exchange, whereas BTCC was our sort of global initiative, uh, where we where we held the Picasso wallet. Uh, we also had the mining pool, and the mining pool was called BTCC Pool. And as for people who are unfamiliar, mining pool refers to the notion where Bitcoin miners would get together and pool together so that they could work together and share the rewards if they if they get to win a minor block a winning block at the time the block size reward was um the block reward was 25 btc so the btcc pool is important because our mint pr product the, the the physical coins uh, actually utilized the newly mined Bitcoins from the BTCC pool. That's what was unique about it. So coming full circle, uh, BTCC Mint made these physical coins very much like the Cassatius. The the different the major differences were we made them um, using titanium alloy, titanium coin, uh, titanium material. I guess it's not an alloy; it's pure titanium. 
compared to the Cassatius, uh, which had silver and brass tokens and so on. So we made them in this, in this new material that no one else has ever used to make a coin with, which is titanium. And titanium has an interesting property. It's, it's, it's industrial metal. It's uh, space, you know, space industry, the aerospace industry use it. Uh, they like it because of the strength to weight ratio. So it's very strong, very firm, and uh, it's relatively light. It's much lighter than steel or stainless steel. So we, you, we came out with that, that innovation. Um, and then we, we also, the, the coolest thing is all the coins, they're all loaded physical Bitcoins, okay? They're loaded. The first product was one Bitcoin. It was loaded with one BTC. And again, this is from the mining pool. So mining pool, each block reward that we win would yield 25 Bitcoins. So we would send in the, in the <coughs> transaction of that block, the first transaction, it's actually called the Coinbase transaction, not related to the Coinbase company, but in fact, the Coinbase company got its name from this, from this term. So in every block uh, that get confirmed, you know, people know that, you know, Bitcoin is, Bitcoin transaction is confirmed in the block. There's 100, around 144 blocks per day which comes out to about six blocks per hour, one block every 10 minutes. So each block confirms the transactions and then there's a block reward. At the time it was 25 uh, BTC because when Bitcoin started in 2009, it was actually 50 BTC, but the, the first halving came in November, 2012. So by the time our mining pool launched, the block reward was already only, already only 25 BTC. And with the 25 BTC, we were split at 25 ways we put one BTC into each coin. So if you look at those block transactions back then from BTCC Mint, you'll see the Coinbase transaction being split into 25 different addresses. So each coin had its own address, obviously. Um, and they're, they're fresh. These, these records, these uh, one Bitcoins had no prior transaction record. They came from a, straight from the mining pool block reward. So that was very special and one of the main differentiators from the Cassatius coins. Yeah, I, I think for anyone who had a chance to purchase or grab their hands on the BTCC Mint, I think that aspect is really cool because I think having a Bitcoin that's never been touched before, it's almost like a virgin coin. It's clean, it's pure. I think this also alleviates some people's concern about, you know, even having dirty Bitcoins, right? I know and we like we all know in today's uh, current industry, there's a lot of different blockchain analysis firms that are tracking where these bitcoins and different coins are coming from. So, for a user, for a customer to have actual physical bitcoins from BTCC Mint with bitcoins that have never been touched before, I think that adds a really unique and really pure kind of aspect to their collectible. Yeah, the, the collectors like it. Uh, for, for most people, Bitcoin is is uh, fungible, so. You know, technically the value is all the same. It didn't matter whether this Bitcoin was zero hop from the block reward or whether it was one hop or five hops. You know, technically, it's, technically there's a small difference. Market-wise, we don't really differentiate. You know, in uh, yeah. So so it was, it, it's interesting for collectors, but uh, it's also important to say that one of the main features of Bitcoin is fungible. So I don't want to get into the rabbit hole of whether those mm -hmm. coins, should, those uh, fewer hot Bitcoins should be worth more on the market. Some people pay a premium for it, but in most cases it's all the same. Mm -hmm. 
I'm looking at the BTCC Mint wiki page on wiki.coin.community. And on this page, you can see basically all of the different types of BTCC Mint products. Um, and I, I'm assuming chronologically, in the, in the right time sequence order, you know, the first series was the V series. And then I'm seeing the Bitcoin chips came out and then the S series and then the most recent V series, five Bitcoin V series, titanium, one tenth Bitcoin. The beginning, the beginning series, the V series, those were the titaniums. Yeah, the V series. Yeah, the titanium one Bitcoin. That was the very first one. In and fact, we had a prior one. Uh, we, we did do a artist proof about less than 100 coins. That was uh, that was designed in late 2015. Uh, it was gold plated on some metal alloy. That was our first sort of a uh, uh, test version. Uh, and those were mined, if I recall, in January of 2016. And those were, um, yeah, those are artist-proof coins. We we didn't end up selling them officially, uh, but the first real coin was the V series titanium one Bitcoin, and that was made with titanium. Uh, no longer had the gold color; it was just uh, this dark metallic color, titanium, and that was launched. If I remember, it was in April of 2016. Yeah, and then with the Bitcoin chips, which came right after the V series, those were the poker style chips. Yeah, so the sequence was we actually had uh, a few products before the chips came out. So in April, we had the w one Bitcoin. And then by, I think by May or June, we had the five Bitcoin, the V-series. The five Bitcoin was actually very special. It was a much larger coin. It's a 50 millimeter coin. 50, yeah, it's almost five centimeters across. It was exactly five centimeters across. It was five millimeters thick. So it's a thick, much larger coin. And uh, we, we picked the number five because it was meant to be five Bitcoins, also V-series. Uh, so five was a very special symbol for that, for that coin. And, uh, and we only made 500 of them, right? Uh, so that was in the early summer of 2016. And then we even launched the blocks. The blocks came out. So the blocks, this, this is even more special. These were full block rewards. Uh, meaning that each block was a was a physical Bitcoin again, same style with a sticker and private key on it, but they would contain the full block reward from the mining pool. And at the time, it was twenty five Bitcoins. Uh, and in fact, two thousand sixteen was a year where we had the second block having. So I think the block having took place in July, June or July. So we had blocks before the having and blocks after the having. The blocks before the having were twenty five and more BTC, the blocks after the halving were only 12 and a half. So all the V-series uh, early coins came out before the block halving. So they came from the block rewards that were that were more than, uh, that, that were more than 25 BTC. And then the poker chips you mentioned actually was launched in, in the fall of 2016. And uh, they came in different denominations and they were made of these clay chips. Uh, we had six different colors the most expensive was the 500K purple chip, and that's essentially 500,000 bits, uh, which was, uh, it, the, the ratio is 1 million bits per Bitcoin for per BTC, so it's actually half a Bitcoin. We have the black chip for 100K, that's a tenth of a Bitcoin. Then it came down to the green chip, which was 25K, 
which is 0 0.025, which is 1 40th of a Bitcoin. And then after that was a blue chip, uh, 10K, which is a hundredth of a Bitcoin. The red one is 5K, which is you know, one two hundredth of a Bitcoin. And then the smallest was a white chip. And that was uh, one thousandth of a Bitcoin, just a 1K chip. And the, these colors, by the way, we, you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of Las Vegas. Uh, and, you know, I've, I've been to the casinos, play poker. So these poker chips were, these are, you know, literally poker chips, designed them as poker chips. I play poker. And they're designed with a color scheme of the of the U.S. Las Vegas casinos, with a green chip for twenty five dollars, you know, five dollars for the red chip, ten a hundred dollars for the black chip, and so on. So the idea was one day Bitcoin would reach uh, parity to a thousand U.S. dollars, and then they would be roughly the same denomination as casino chips in Las Vegas. But of course, Bitcoin shot way past that one thousand dollars. Now I'm jumping ahead of myself, but I know in reading your in, in your book, The Promise of Bitcoin, you did mention in 2018 when you had that break, you went on, you went to, cas to casinos to Vegas a lot for, um, for a lot of gambling adventures. <laughs> I'm curious, did you ever try to poach the casinos to offer your chips on one of their, you know, uh, poker tables or any types of games in the casinos? Well, yeah, that's a great question. So the BTCC Mint poker chips, obviously it's, it's not, the same as a casino. Each casino has their own design. So I never try mm -hmm. to pass off the chips to the casinos. The other reason is by then, the BTCC Mint poker chips were worth way, way more than the casino chips of the same color or denomination. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I did use these chips as sort of, in poker, you, you have a thing called the card protector. So when you get your two cards for text to hold them, uh, you put something on it to make sure the dealer doesn't swipe them away. So, uh, so uh, I would use these BTCC Mint either coins or chips as a, as a chip protector. So you actually used it in the casinos in front of other people. Yes, of course. Yeah. And I even used it at the World Series of uh, Poker, that event oh, wow. in 2018. Wow. Did, yeah. did, did other peers be right next to you ask you like, oh, what is some, that? Yeah, some people ask me, what is that? What, what, which, uh, what coin is that? And I would tell them. At the time I used, I think it was a, it was a um, I'm trying to think, it was a one-tenth of a Bitcoin from 2018, it was newly released. Uh, yeah, so I used that as my chip protector during the World Series of Poker event in 2018. Yeah, well, I'm sure that, that was an awesome way to promote the BTCC mints uh, on the table. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm pretty sure maybe it would have been a great distraction for your uh, competitors on the table too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So with BTCC mint, you know, I know you've mentioned that the V series is made of titanium, and then the S series were made of silver. Actually, oh yeah, we had a short run of uh, the pure silver coins. So in 2017, we launched the S series, S for silver. And that was, um, we had two coins. It was one Bitcoin and then a two Bitcoin. So the correspond to one ounce of pure silver and two ounces of pure silver. So there are different sizes. Uh, they're very nice coins uh, and very limited. We only made very few of them. I believe, if I recall, just 100 or 150 of them total. So, uh, yeah, so very limited and they sold out and, and that was it. Yeah. For those who, who, are, who are not an expert in like materials or metals, what was the difference between having coins in silver versus titanium? There is a difference. So silver um, <clears throat> is, a, is a fine metal. It's, first of all, it's, it's what they call precious metal. It's a uh, fine silver. So fine, 
fineness refers to how the silver part uh, molecules are very thin and narrow and sh and uh, very small, whereas titanium was a much rougher metal. So in in practical ter terms, a silver coin can be made to a mirror finish. That's number one. So literally a polished silver coin can have a mirror finish. We can look into it, it would just look like a mirror. Mm. In fact, in the old days, mirrors were made out of silver for that reason. Mm. Okay. And furthermore, all the features on the silver coin, like the imprint, the, the raised, you know, whatever uh, lettering, were very detailed because silver is very fine metal. Okay. So all the particles are very small. Uh, you can have sharp edges. You can have all these really nice designs. And with a mirror finish, it just looks beautiful. Um, whereas for the titanium coin, it was a much rougher metal, uh, much bigger molecule, I guess. Uh, I, I guess, yeah, maybe. I, I don't want to get into all the chemistry stuff. But the point is that the lettering, everything's just much rougher. It's, it's, a harder, it's a much harder substance, first of all, titanium. right? It's a much more strength. Okay, whereas silver, because it's a fine metal, it's actually semi-soft. So silver scratches very easily. It, the hardness of silver is, is very low on the scale, right? Um, so in the end, you have these two different coins that's vastly different spectrums. Like one is very fine, very pretty, very easy to scratch, a lot of blemishes, potentially. The other titanium is much rougher, um, much darker in color, no mirror finish, uh, much firm, and um, it just doesn't come out as a fine coin. So, so people complain titanium it, it wasn't perfect. So, so every 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 titanium coin that we made, you know, maybe had some minor blemishes. And and you know, it, it is what it is. That's just the, the deal with the material. That's why. So in hindsight, that's why people don't make coins out of titanium, right? <laughs> people make pretty coins out of gold and silver. So gold shares that feature with silver. Uh, so those are the differences, yeah. So it was almost like a, a trade-off between beauty and robustness, basically. Yeah, titanium very robust. Yeah. So titanium, the titanium coin you carry in your pocket, you know, um, and you wouldn't worry about getting scratches and stuff like that. The silver coin you carry in your pocket, and then as soon as you take it out of the case in your pocket, then it's it's forever scratching and even tarnish and all that stuff. So so it's a different kind of product and then so for btcc mint um during the production stage and everything and as well this is this was early too and i know cassius coins also had some you know uh, uh criticism behind it because of the fact that you know they were pre-generating keys were there ever any kinds of criticism similar to that of cassius coins around btcc mint about the generating the private keys correct well so so yes and no. Um, so with BTCC Mint, we generated the private keys. In fact, I personally generated the private keys. It, this is a very important uh, topic. So, so we we weren't the first maker of, of these physical bitcoins. All physical bitcoins, someone has to generate the private keys and, and act, encapsulate them onto the coin through a what they call a. Tam, uh, tamper evidence sticker, usually a sort of hologram type of sticker. You peel it, it leaves a re residual print on it. So you can tell when people have peeled the sticker. It's a one-time only thing. Um, so obviously Mike Caldwell, being the inventor of the Cassius coin, he had great reputation. His coins were very trustworthy. 
Now, subsequently, unfortunately, there were some makers of coins where they actually did steal the funds. Uh, the coin funds got stolen. The, the tournament industry is yeah. getting sweeped. Do you remember uh, the names of those coins? I I don't. There, there, there are some official websites that track the coins that have been sweeped. So those are the untrustworthy coins. Uh, obviously, BTCC Mint has held up the reputation. I, I take great pride in the fact that BTCC Mint coins have never been sweeped, have never been tampered with, have never had any you know mass sort of uh, security uh, uh, theft issues, right? We, over the years, over the three years we made BTCC Mint coins, we made, I think, over 30,000 coins and chips and, and, and uh, bars, what they call the, the, the blocks. Um, and I think a total value of over 6,000 or 7,000 BTC. So a huge amount of value. Uh, and they've never been improperly sweeped away. The only times when they're sweeped is when the user would peel it, they would then use the private key and move the coins out, move the Bitcoins, BTC, digitally move it off of the physical coin. So we've never had a, uh, a theft. I'm really proud of that. And, and the reason we've never had a theft is because I took really great care of operational security in generating the keys and destroying the electronic copies of the private keys. So in that sense, um, I'm very confident that uh, it, does, it, it never has happened and never will happen. I think there was a story um, of one of your other older colleagues as well who shared the story of, you know, of how almost um, trepidatious, you know, making these Bitcoins with actual Bitcoins in it can be at times. I think the story was that he shared um, a very memorable, memorable story that you might even remember um, where there was just, you know, one instance where you were just, I guess, walking from office to office within the BTCC uh, complex. And then you had in your hand uh, a sheet of paper, basically, with the list of addresses and private keys, with the bitcoins already on those designated private keys. And it was it was funny too because I think um, he also told me that on that uh, particular piece of paper were about five hundred bitcoins. Um, <laughs> and I think you also shared this story with your colleagues about it too, you know, concerning the fact that you know it, it, like, it was just basically on a piece of paper, obviously. I think 500 bitcoins at that time were not as expensive as it is today, but yeah, yeah, that's, that's an interesting story. I don't know. I didn't know people talked about it. So let me let me give some details. Um, so th there was a special instance where we mined the coins. So normally we would we would make the coins, and we would make the physical coins, and then we would mine into it. Okay, that was the normal procedure, but but for 2000. Um, 16 when we launched the BTCC Mint, we actually did something special. I had in mind to launch the blocks. So we pre-made private keys and stickers, if you will, where we would mine, we mined about, if I recall, was 16 blocks of 25 BTC each. We mined it in the December of 2015. So we did this even before the we did this even before the BTC Mint was officially launched. We mined about 16 blocks into 16 different addresses. We kept that in a company safe. And then later when we launched the block, we created a special small collection of BTC Mint blocks for the year 2015. 
and then we would put them onto the blocks. So those are special blocks. That was a 2015 series of the of the BTCC mint blocks, and they contain 25 BTC. So at one point, you're right. We had a one sheet of paper that had 16 or more addresses with you know a bunch of uh, bunch of uh, BTC in loaded on them, and that was probably one of the world's most expensive sheets of paper. Yeah. That we carried <laughs> that I carried, you know, very carried around. And there was only one copy. There was there weren't any other copies. Uh and uh, yeah. Mm. Fun yeah. fun fun times. Uh, and I'm assuming at the time, you know, you didn't really you didn't really like think of anything too much of it, right? Because of the value that because yeah, of the fact the that at the time it was the, it was under it was probably between three hundred and five hundred dollars mm. per Bitcoin. So total value was you know, in just tens of thousands of dollars, which was a lot of money. Yes. But nothing compared to where we are today. Yes. Right. Were there any, um, and, and over the course of BTCC Mint's history, were there ever, ever any production issues with BTCC Mint? Any customer issues or anything that the customers didn't like or anything that the customers maybe have discovered? Any flaws or defects? Yeah, the, the, the main issue is that because our coins were titanium, they didn't have what I explained earlier about the fineness of the metal. Silver was a very fine metal. With the silver coins, we were able to make them very nice and pretty. And they were very much in line with what the collectors expected from traditional coins made of fine silver and so on. Whereas with the titanium coins, we sold them and a lot of collectors bought them. But some some had really high demands and, and were disappointed, frankly, with the quality. And... And yes, um, I, I understood it later that that was the issue. Is, is titanium is just not a fine metal. So it was fun to to have made them with titanium, very unique. But in hindsight, they're not they don't they don't satisfy the collectors because it's not that pretty, right? It's not that pretty as a, as a metal for a coin. But anyways, we uh, we. We've since moved on. We stopped making them. Uh, the, the BTCC Mint business got shut down. As you know, the company or the BTC company got acquired in in uh, 2018, in early 2018. We went to a new management team in Hong Kong. They ran the BTCC Mint business for another six, 12 months. And I was the coin maker. I was hired as a consultant to help them with that process. And I still, even in the 2018 coins, um, uh, they were they were made under the new company's management team. I was a coin maker, so I was still involved, and I was the only one who who generated the private keys, and was involved in the actual production process uh, to ensure the security of those coins. And um, uh, and those were also post fork coins. So if you remember, in late two thousand seventeen, there was a fork where Bitcoin had Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin, all that stuff. Uh, so. So the post four coins in 2018 were only made with BTC. They didn't have the pre fork stuff. Yeah, so that's different. That's why those 2018 coins have an orange sticker instead of a regular silver color sticker from prior to that. So we actually changed, purposely changed the color of the sticker behind to designate that this is a difference. You know, th these are post fork. Uh, yeah. And then, so one thing that I also kind of, well, I was just curious as well, Cassatius coins, for the most part, the reason why they were shut down and discontinued was because um, Mike Caldwell was operating this um, 
his company in the U.S. And I think uh, the financial center, FinCEN, contacted him saying that if he continued with this business, his coins would be considered as money transmitters. And that would require him to get a license and go through all the legal hoops. Was this not applicable for BTCC Mint? Yeah, so we sold our coins. We weren't a U.S. entity. Uh, we were selling them from China. So we didn't have this issue. In China, the regulation wasn't so strict about money transmission. So we, you know, at the time, especially in 2016 and 17, we were able to just to sell, sell these products to people here. Uh, you're right. In the U.S., I guess, you know, the, the selling of a loaded coin would be considered money transmission by FinCEN. And people who did that would have to register with FinCEN. So that's the issue. Yeah. There was actually one more story that I wanted to talk about and briefly discuss about BTCC Mint. More of a funny story on the lighter side. I believe one of your other colleagues as well told me a story about how there was, you know, well, first of all, you guys had many big clients ordering BTCC Mint coins, but there was one particular one and his order, which was so large, it required you guys to actually rent one of those large cars. So in China, the term to describe these kind of cars is called which is basically those big vans that were shaped like big loaves of bread. And I think, I believe you guys rented one of those big cars just to put all of his chips and his whole order onto that car. Uh, you know, <laughs> I don't remember that exactly. There was there was one large order where we, we had to ship a lot of uh, BTCC Mint coins. There was one time, I, I do remember a different case where we had to, um, uh, one time we had to make, make some shipments to customers in Europe or international. And we, 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 uh, we basically shipped, took all the packages, packed them, and then brought them to the FedEx facility ourselves. So I remember that time we had to, I, had, I, had, I myself had to drive all the coins over to the FedEx facility to ship them. And they were high value items, right? So, the, so Feder, FedEx didn't know at the time, but uh, they were high value items. Uh, so we got insurance and all that and shipped out. That was fun. And as you alluded to before, in 2018 was when the transition happened. BTCC was then sold off. But you, you like you said before, you stayed on as an advisor and a consultant for the BTCC Mint uh, collection. Um, looking back now, what were your favorite BTCC Mint coins? And if anything, um, what made that time producing those coins so memorable for you? Yeah, all, all of those coins were my, were my design and my baby, so to speak. So I, I um, hard for me to pick favorites. I, like, like literally every one of them, I can point out some special unique features. Uh, I think... I think for me, the five was very special, the five Bitcoin, because it was so large, um, so thick, and it contained so much Bitcoin. And we had really had a really nice wood case that would go with it. We even sold them in sets of five, where the whole block would be there in a complete set. It's five, five coins of five, five of the five Bitcoins for 25 BTC. Uh, so that was very special. Um, the blocks were very special. They were never been done before ever, right? The coins you could say Cassatius had them earlier, 
Uh, whereas the blocks, no one's had ever done that. Put a full block reward with all the small transactions in them uh, onto a physical titanium block that was eight by eight centimeters, one centimeter thick. So it was a, something you could hold. So with that, the idea was you could hold a physical Bitcoin block reward in your hand. And that represented each block had a block re block height number. So if you look in the public blockchain, that block height number went to a physical block. So that was very, very special. The poker chips were very special. We're the first one to do all these different color poker chips. Uh, I credit that to my passion for playing poker and casinos. Uh, inspired me to make poker chips, standard regulation US style poker chips with the same color scheme as the casinos in Las Vegas. Same thickness of the chips, same size. We had to go through several iterations to get them just right. They would stack into a, a, a chip box of of casino chips with the same, you know, 20 to a stack and all that. Um, you know, of course we had the half Bitcoin. We didn't get to talk about that. The half Bitcoin came out in, I think late 2016. Um, we also, and then of course the 2018 coins, uh, even though that was post acquisition, they were special because they had the orange sticker. So post fork, but they had the orange sticker. So that was very unique as well. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think if I left out anything. Of course, there was artist proof, very limited issuance. That was in that was uh, as a test series in 2000, early 2016. Yeah, gold plated, and the reason we didn't go with that because the gold plating would would fade off. So, so some of them today they're fade, starting to fade off, and uh, it is what it is. It's just it was never it, that was not a perfect product, but it was the only coin we made that was actually gold in color. Yeah. Are BTCC Mint coins still available for purchasing? And if so, if anyone's listening on the podcast, where would they be able to find it? Yeah, so they're not, um, they don't, uh, obviously BTCC, the company doesn't sell them anymore. They're all sold out. They're all sold out long, long ago. Uh, you could potentially find them from collectors from secondhand, you know, it's called the secondhand market. Uh, second, second, right, sorry, it's called the secondary market uh, from existing collectors who may want to diversify. Uh, there's a there's a forum on Bitcoin Talk. So Bitcoin Talk is a popular forum for early Bitcoin people to discuss things. And there's a subtopic there called collectibles. So if you go search on Bitcoin Talk forum collectibles, you can find people still trading, buying, selling BTCC Mint products. So if you really want to buy something, go there and post saying you want to buy and say, see, say what you want to buy and then potentially some sellers might reply or see who, who are selling BTCC Mint stuff. Yeah, That's probably the, the only reliable way for you to get BTCC Mint products at this stage. Awesome. Well, at the moment, I only have the Ballet Wallets, but I think um, after this conversation with you, Maybe it might have inspired me to go search for one of those secondhand BTCC Mint products. Yeah, the yeah the just just so you know, those collectibles they always have a premium. So let's say the one Bitcoin um, titanium uh, before the fork or after the fork, they, they they would. So you don't buy. So if it even says one Bitcoin, you're not able to buy with just one BTC. So there's a 10, 20, even 50 percent premium on some of them. So be prepared to pay a premium for that product. And especially the blocks, right? In fact, the blocks, I don't think they've ever sold. They're just so, so rare. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm assuming, you know, within the next five or 10 years later down the line, 
these mint BTC mint products will be more and worth more and more money as people, you know, obviously become more aware of Bitcoin and become more involved in the industry. So it's it's, it's awesome to hear the story about how BTCC mint uh, became about and um, and then and then for the next podcast, we're going to talk about the next step after that, uh, which is, you know, the eventual selling of BTCC and then what came after that. So. Thank you again for joining the conversation and talking about BTCC Mint. Um, for those listening on the podcast right now, stay tuned for the next podcast, the podcast session, uh, which will come out in a week or two. So thank you, Bobby. Okay, great. If you enjoyed this conversation with Bobby Lee, let us know your takeaways in the comment section below. Also, please feel free to share it on social media and tag us accordingly based on our social media handles in the video description. And if you haven't already, please follow us on Twitter at Ballet Crypto to stay on top of all the latest happenings with our wallets, news, promotions, and educational content. On the next episode of this podcast series, we'll be chatting with Bobby Lee again on why he decided to start Ballet after his success of his previous crypto venture in BTCC. So please stay tuned for that episode to come out by subscribing to our YouTube channel.